Today's episode is proudly sponsored by Radical Polymers. Nation, running a water treatment business is hard. Dealing with your suppliers shouldn't be. And when I deal with the fine folks over at Radical Polymers, I have always felt like I have had a partner. They test things in the environment that we are going to use their products. They also make sure that if I have any questions, that I get the answer that I am looking for. Mike and the fine folks over at Radical Polymers answer the phones. Folks, when was the last time you actually talked with somebody when you had a technical support question? Well, they make your issues their issues and they get right down to the problem. They offer best-in-class technologies with the first-class support that I just mentioned. Go to scalinguph2o.com forward slash radical to find out more. Welcome to Scaling Up H2O, the podcast where we're scaling up on knowledge so we don't scale up our systems. Hello, Scaling Up Nation. My name is Trace Blackmore, and I am honored to be your host for Water Treatment's favorite podcast, Scaling Up H2O. Folks, happy Thanksgiving. Can you believe that this year has come almost to an end? Well, it's not ended yet. We've got one month left, but definitely November is pretty much over. And I know what you are thinking. You're thinking, I did not get achieved what I wanted to get achieved this year, and it's just too late. I don't have any hope for getting something done. Folks, that thought is the issue. So here is what I want you to do. I want you to take stock of all of the things that you've accomplished this year. And by the way, we're going to be talking about planning all through December. I did this last January. I got such a great response from people out in the Scaling Up Nation. I want to do it again because I know we can all be successful if we plan for that success. And that's exactly what we are going to do. But what I want you to do right now is take stock of all of the awesome things that you have accomplished this year. Once you've done that, I want you to think about everything that you had to do in order to get those things accomplished and figure out why you were able to accomplish those things, but not some of the others. And From that, you are going to get a wealth of knowledge that will allow you to plan for success the following year. Folks, we're going to have a bunch of ideas on this coming up through December, but today's podcast is going to feature somebody that I know you are very familiar with. He's my business coach, Tim Fulton known Tim for just about 10 years, and Tim has been incredible in coaching me to the next level. And the exercise that I just took you through was something that most likely he took me through years and years and years ago. Well, Tim and I are going to be talking about a topic that some of you might know about, but I'm willing to bet most of you have never heard of. And the topic is masterminds. So folks, please join me in welcoming Tim Fulton. 
Nation, I'm so excited today. My lab partner is my business hero, infamous Tim Fulton. Tim, how the heck are you? Good, Trace. I'm doing great, and I'm so pleased to be with you today. Well, uh, there is no doubt I talk quite a bit about you on this show. I've learned so many things from you through the years, and we're going to be talking about something today that you originally gave me the idea for and you've pushed me to do. Uh, so I appreciate you coming on so we can let the Scaling Up Nation know about it. Well, you're very welcome, and I'm excited about this particular topic and looking forward to sharing with your listeners some of some of my experiences and, and learnings and, uh, and and helping you any way I can with this. Well, Tim, a couple of weeks ago, you and I met for a regular one-to-one -one, and you were exploring the idea of masterminds. And I've been involved in a mastermind for quite some time. I, I know you're familiar with those. A lot of people in the Scaling Up Nation, I don't think know what the term mastermind is. So what the heck is a mastermind? That's a good question. I don't know if I've ever actually seen a, a definition uh, for a mastermind group. And in, in its simplest form, it's a, it's a group of people uh, who come together of common mind, maybe, you know, common backgrounds even, for the purposes of, of sharing and, and, and helping each other, supporting each other, helping each other grow, whether it's in a professional setting or in a, in a personal setting, in, in, in a religious setting, scholastic setting. You know, one of my first experiences hearing about a mastermind group, I remember reading uh, Ben Franklin's autobiography. And in that book, he talks about how at an early age, uh, he was in his 20s and was already a very successful business person in the colonies, a printing business. And he came up with this idea, and it was a very unique idea at the time, of bringing together other business owners to share their experiences, both good and bad. And he called these groups juntas, J-U-N-T-A-S. And his juntas would get together once a week, not in the morning, not in the afternoon, but at night in a local tavern. And over dinner and I'm sure some beer and wine, they would get together and, and share their experiences as, as business owners. And Franklin was known for asking really good questions like, you know, what have you learned this week? And, and what's gone well? And what hasn't gone well? And who have you met this week of, of interest? And, and what book have you read that has stimulated your, your, uh, your intellect? And so he would just pose questions to his group, questions after questions. And I think what I really liked is that there was no necessarily no end time for these groups. They finished when they finished. And so uh, Franklin talked about they would go we into the uh, early morning, uh, these groups, until they had just run out of energy, I guess. And then they would get together the next week. And so uh, at least uh, in this country, that was the the first uh, experience that we know of, of, of a mastermind group. And then, you know, today there are, there are hundreds, thousands of different examples of like groups. Was it Napoleon Hill that coined the phrase mastermind? I believe so. Uh, in, in the book, Think and Grow Rich, which I remember reading very early on in my career, and I'm sure you've, you've read it as well. But I, I believe he was the first one uh, where that the term mastermind actually showed up. 
I'm surprised by how many people haven't read that book. Uh, I read that at an early age, and I'll, when I work with people, I'll ask them if, if they've read that, and they've never even heard of it. So, so Nation, if you're out there and you haven't read that book, that is definitely a good read. I think it was written in the 30s. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and it's still timeless information. Very popular, yeah. So, Tim, let's get back to the question, what exactly a mastermind is. So, some might have heard of them, most probably haven't. So, for somebody just hearing that term today, what do you think they need to know about a mastermind group? Trace, I think maybe it's best to think of their own life experience. You know, I think, you know, when I was in high school, I had a group of friends and we enjoyed getting together. And whether it was going to the local, I think it was a Burger King, you know, once a week we'd all go to and, and have lunch or dinner and just talk about stuff, guy stuff, or we'd go to somebody's house, but it was on a regular basis. This group of friends got together and we shared things that I look back today and think, you know, wow, you know, that was pretty, pretty uh, intimate. And then I got into college and I joined a fraternity and not knowing at the time kind of what that experience was going to be like. But now I look back and I think that's a really good example of a mastermind group. Again, group of like-minded individuals coming together for the purpose of, of leading a, a happier, more fulfilling life. And so it was the college fraternity and then got out of college and got involved, uh, initially owned a tire and automotive business. And I joined an, an industry group of people who, who own similar businesses. And we were able to share with each other both hits and misses, things that worked, things that didn't work. And while we were in some way competitive, that didn't seem to bother us much. And then I got involved in another business. And same thing, I, I joined a, a group of, of people who owned travel agency and people who owned travel agencies. And again, I, you know, I found being able to hear from these people things that worked and didn't work and mistakes they were making, mistakes I was making, and, and how beneficial that was to know that at the end of the day that I was human. <laughs> and, and then, you know, most recently... I was uh, selected to to join Vistage as a as a chair as a facilitator, and over 16 years uh, was fortunate enough to to chair a number of different Vistage groups. Uh, again, groups of business owners and executives, uh, everything from solopreneurs to multi-million dollar businesses, and be able to facilitate those groups. Those truly were mastermind groups. Um, and you know, people came to the business owners and operators came to those groups with the idea that you know they wanted to get better, they wanted their businesses to get better, they wanted to learn from others, they wanted to support each other. They they firmly believed in the idea that is the more I give, the more I get back, and I think that plays out a lot in, in mastermind groups. So my I guess my point is that you know if we look at our own life experience, I think. Most of us have had experience with mastermind groups. We didn't think of them at the time right. as that, but we've had that experience of being around maybe a small group of, of, of people that we liked, we enjoyed being around, and we learned from, and they held us accountable for stuff that maybe we didn't want to be held accountable for. You know, they told us stuff that maybe made us uncomfortable at times, but at the end of the day, that was very healthy. We, so I think we've all been part of mastermind groups in some shape or form in our life experience. Now, you mentioned the word friends. Is it really a group of friends getting together, hanging out, maybe even sharing a beer? Well, that's an interesting question. I don't think it always starts off that way. If I think, you know, again, when I was young, certainly it was a group of friends. 
But beyond that, it was usually just a group of, of people who shared something. We were in the same business. We lived in the same neighborhood. So we had some, some commonality. And then as we got, began to get together formally, informally, and we began to like each other and trust each other, I think it's inevitable that some level of friendship comes out of that. But I don't think that's what necessarily brings people to a mastermind or is the original intention of it. I think it's a, it's a result of a mastermind group. There's a proverb that comes to mind, iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. That seems to be the very definition of what I've experienced when I've been in groups, when I've been in masterminds. It's, it's interesting how when you have a problem and you face it on your own, you really don't get very far. You can only get as far as you'll allow yourself to go. But when you engage with other people and you share that issue with other people, they can either give you feedback or ask you questions to allow you to examine that issues in ways you never even thought of. Yeah, you're so right. Um, one of the things I found, particularly in my Vistage groups, that became apparent early on with even the most successful leaders, the most successful CEOs, and that is that, Trace, we all have blind spots. And so if, if I'm considering a, a decision and an opportunity, and I think I know what the options are, the reality is that at best, my visibility around that issue is, is maybe 50% or so. I only see half of what's really going on with that particular decision. So then the question is, so how do I gain a broader perspective? You know, maybe I'm, I'm looking at hiring or firing somebody, expanding my, my business, accelerating our growth. So again, at, at best, when I look at all the factors, I may only be recognizing half of the data that I need to make a really good decision. So then the question becomes, where do I get the other half? And I think that's where a mastermind group comes in. One through, and, and you said it, is, is through the asking of questions, the quest, really good questions that help me broaden my perspective. And then secondly, you know, from like-minded people sharing their own experiences, you know, when they've hired someone, when they've fired somebody, the mistakes they made, the lessons they learned. So all of a sudden, instead of having, you know, a very narrow focus on a particular decision or issue, I now have a much broader perspective from which to make hopefully a better decision. Jim Ron said that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So that gives us a lot to think about. Who are we spending the most time with? Yeah. I, it causes me to, to I'm, I'm going to have to eliminate a couple people, I think. <laughs> I hope I'm not on that list. No, you're, you're not. But I love, I love that quote because I think it's, it's so true when I, I look at my own life and I think, okay, at that point in time, who are the five or six people that I was spending the most time with? And it really does have, I think, a dramatic impact on not only our success in whatever endeavor we're in, but I think more importantly, the impact it has on our, our happiness at that point in time, the joy that we're getting from life, so much driven by the people that we associate with. Yeah, I love that quote. The degree to which we achieve our highest significance is directly proportional to the quality of the real relationships that we have. How would you define real relationships? Hmm. 
real relationship. I think a real relationship is one where there is a very high level of trust, that I feel like whatever I'm going to share with you is, is going to be kept in confidence and that you will, as much as possible, as humanly possible, refrain from judgment and, and trust, you know, uh, uh, withholding judgment, um, wanting nothing but the best for each other, you know, rather than, you know, hoping for, you know, for me to stumble and fall, you're hoping that somehow I'm going to be able to elevate myself as a result of, of this relationship and a, a win-win mindset that as a result of this relationship, we're going to find synergy. That you, we will both be better off as a result. I think those are just a couple components of a, of a good relationship. I was reading an article not too terribly long ago, and it was specifically around the millennial generation and how many of uh, those individuals were confusing real relationships with who were following them online. And okay, I've got hundreds of thousands of people that are following me, but really what does that mean? How, how is that significant? I think it may have been that same article that I, that I saw that, that the, the number of significant relationships among younger people today is less than it ever has been. And they looked at, okay, so where is that having impact in terms of our physical health, our, our mental health? And it is, in some cases, having dramatic impact. And I, I don't have an answer for that, right. but I, I think it's certainly something that gives me pause. Tim, there's one thing for sure. We are definitely not built to do life by ourselves. There's something that happens when two or more people get together and they tackle an issue, they encourage somebody, they challenge somebody, they make you think a different way. And then whatever that person is going through, they now have other perspectives and they leave knowing that they have support with the people that are sharing those perspectives. And something I really find interesting is that when iron does sharpen iron, it's the abrasive qualities of the two pieces of iron coming together that sharpens the blade. So a group of people getting together, it doesn't have to be perfect. It, uh, in fact, I think it thrives better when we have different points of view, when people come from different areas of life, because now we're able to share all those different perspectives to truly put a sharpness on that blade that we wouldn't get anywhere else. Yeah. Um, Trace, you and I have talked about this before and the, you know, the benefit of having diversity in, in groups like this, mastermind groups, you know, how boring would it be if, if there were just, you know, 10 of us of the same age, the same color, the same education, the same background, you know, that would, to me, that would get boring really quick versus a group of, you know, people from different places, different mindsets, different beliefs, different jobs, and, you know, being able to share those perspectives um, to me, that's where the richness in a group like this comes from. And I've been fortunate, you know, with uh, in different Vistage groups that I've had that I've worked hard to try to bring diversity, whether it's men and women or it's, it's older people and younger people in different industries. And it's just really interesting when you can put all those people into one room and, and hear from, despite their differences, the, the opportunity to find common ground and, and agree on things. 
and even when they don't agree, to respect those differences and, you know, again, to, to seek common ground. For me, the more diverse in a group, the, the richer the experience. And people don't have the same experiences, and they can add that to the richness of the conversation. I, I can't help but thinking that people that are hearing this term for the first time, and they're hearing you and I talk about this, they're thinking, is this some kind of support group? And you and I know that masterminds are much more than that. Of course, they can include support. Uh, we all need support sometimes, and, and we all need to support people at times. So it's definitely part of the idea, but it's not the only idea. You know, as I've thought about this, Trace, it's, it's a, it's a three-legged stool for me, the mastermind group. On one hand, I, I think support is really important. I think people want and, and need uh, outside support when things are going well and when things aren't going so well. So I think that's a component of the mastermind group is, is providing support. I think equally important is the, is the accountability that a mastermind group affords to know that when I show up to your group and I have promised to deliver on three items during the week, that when I show up for our meeting, I had better have at least made progress on those three items because I'm going to have to report out on them. And there's a level of expectation that I've done something in each of those three areas. And while at first and foremost, I have to be accountable to myself, to have that, that second ring of accountability, to have this group of people who, again, who only want the best for me, asking me questions about you know, my progress uh, on these things, to me just, just accelerates you know, my desire to, to achieve whatever I've set out to achieve. So it's about support, it's about accountability. And for me, the third leg is it's about growth. It's um, the opportunity to get better at whatever I want to get better at and being with, with like-minded, growth-minded people. I remember reading the book years ago, Mindset, that talks about growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And it's not, it's not good or bad, either one, but it, it caused me to really think about, I've got a growth mindset. I want to learn. I don't think there's, I'll never get to a point, I don't think, where I feel like I've even begun to grasp everything there is to learn. And I want to be around people who share that same mindset, whether it's reading books, it's listening to podcasts, it's, it's going and hearing speakers, or just on a one-on-one -on -one basis, you know, trying to learn as much as I can. And to me, that's such an important component of a, of, a, of a group like this, that everyone have that same mindset. So it's about support, it's about accountability, and it's about growth. I love the visual of the three-legged stool. Uh, we've used that visual on this show before. I think we've talked a lot about support up to this point, but let's shift over to the accountability side. You and I know from our conversations that uh, I like to swim, and it's very easy for me not to swim when I'm not meeting somebody at the pool. And 4 a.m. comes along, that alarm goes off, and if I'm meeting my friend Roy at the pool, I don't want to let him down. I am getting my clothes on. I'm driving to the pool. But if Roy can't make it that week, I'm probably hitting the snooze. We're the first people that let ourselves down. And especially when somebody else needs something, when so many people are calling for our attention, we normally are the first ones to give away our own items that we said we were going to hold ourselves accountable for, for somebody else. But a group like this, it helps with that. It adds that other dimension. It does. It, it elevates the need 
for, for having accountability, again, initially on an individual basis, but then being surrounded by people who've made a commitment to hold me accountable for whatever I want to be held accountable for. You know, one of my most recent experiences around accountability is, is Mo. You know, Mo is my dog, or, and every morning I walk Mo, and there were some days I would wake up and I think, I can't do it. I can't, I don't want to put my shoes on, I don't want to go outside. And there was that dog looking at me, eyeball to eyeball, expecting to go outside. And I could not let that poor dog down. And so inevitably, we'd go outside and we'd go make that walk. And to me, that was just, you know, if it would have been left up to me, I would have skipped a few days. Mo made sure that never happened. And to me, that's just an example of accountability wherever it comes from. You know, I'm thinking of the group that you facilitated that I was in and how many issues that I brought to the group. And the group really took time to understand what the issue was. Uh, you've got a problem solving track that you do. We're not allowed to give any advice until we get all the questions off of the table. And then when the group truly understood what the problem was, then they started advising me. And then I was asked, well, what are you going to do? And the group then expected that we spent all this time on this. What are you going to do so we can hear about it next month when you come back? And it wasn't easy to do. If it was easy, I would have had it done before we went to the group. But now that I know I have to get it done, I have clear vision because the group counseled me and they're expecting me to get that done. You better believe I made sure I had that done before I came to our next meeting. And Trace, I think it's important that we're honest with your listeners. This type of group is not for everyone. For some people, I think when they hear this, they think, my goodness, why would anyone subject themselves right. to that? And there's nothing wrong with that. And, but I think for some, particularly those in a, in a leadership capacity, it's the, it's the best thing that they could look forward to. Just imagine you know, having 10, 12 people willing to spend half an hour, 45 minutes hearing you talk about, describe a, an issue, an opportunity, asking you the toughest of questions, and then at the end of the day saying, so what are you going to do? And then coming back the, the next week, and you're leading off, right? First question is, so Trace, what did you do? And knowing that that's, that's, that's going to come at you on that particular day. Again, for some, worst nightmare. For some, it's the prescription for success. I think the difference is it has to be an individual that knows that they can achieve more mm -hmm. and they have to want to achieve more and they just need a little help getting there. Yeah. Well, the third leg was growth. And I think growth, we can apply in so many different ways. We can talk about the growth of the group. We can talk about the growth of the individual. We can talk about the growth of the individuals within the group becoming friends, as you mentioned in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I don't even know where to start with that. Mm-hmm. Where would you start? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, we all can achieve a certain amount of growth on our own, right? I'm going to read books whether I'm in a, a group or not. I'm going to listen to a TED Talk because I enjoy listening to TED Talk. But I've always found I'm, I'm in a book group currently, and it's really interesting. You know, one is just to read a book, but then to be around a group of people who have also read that same book and are, are posing questions that I never would have thought of or have gotten a different take from the book, a different takeaway from the book, and are willing to share that. To me, that 
takes you know my ROI from that book up three times, five times. And I can relate that whether it's a book, it's a speaker. Again, it could be a podcast, a, a TED Talk. So it's, it's taking what I can do on my own and, and accelerating that to a level that I could never, never achieve. And again, for some people, not everyone loves reading books. Not everyone loves listening to, well, podcasts. I can't imagine people <laughs> right, don't like right. podcasts. But there, there may be one, in particular. one or two. And for those, you know, the, a group like this might not be the best option. But for those of you who, who do have that growth mindset, who have uh, you know, such an appetite for learning, uh, you know, a group like this, again, uh, I, th I think is, is the best answer, can only help you get to a higher level in terms of your growth. Well, Tim, I have a number of people in my life that push me to the next level. I don't think I get anything done with, without people like you in my life. So I can definitely attest to how things like this have personally helped me. And I have advised other people that I work with to go out and join mastermind groups. Uh, but recently, people have been coming to me and asking, is there something else that I could do? Uh, members of the Scaling Up Nation, other people that I've been mentoring. So I've decided I'm going to start my own mastermind group in early 2020. Well, congratulations. I am I'm so excited for you having you know, had the opportunity to work with you for a number of years and see your growth, not only as a, a business owner, but as a, a member of a, a mastermind group and, and now kind of ventured out with, the, with your podcast uh, and such. And this seems like a, just a, a natural next step. And I, I envy the people who will have the opportunity to be a part of this group, to experience uh, what they'll experience. I'm just curious, tell me a little bit more about how this group will operate. What do you envision in terms of how this group will operate? Well, first off, I truly believe that there is a void in our industry for a group like this. And members of our industry are looking for a place that they can join to help them in all areas of life. Uh, we're going to be looking at current issues that they're facing, uh, decisions that they have to make, actions that they need to take. Uh, of course, you mentioned books, so we're going to come up with some books that will allow us to navigate some of these decisions a little bit better. And making sure that the group is keeping commitments to each other, so we're getting those things that we said were most important to each other done. Uh, and then just, just advice on ideas uh, as they come up. Sometimes just being able to pitch an idea to each other, you realize how good or how bad that I idea is. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it's going to be a lot of things to push the members to the next level. And how many members do you anticipate will be in the group? In the first group, we're going to try to limit it to eight to 10. Mm -hmm. And then as more and more people join, we'll have more groups that will be available. Hmm. And what type of commitment would someone be making by joining the group? What, what can they expect in terms of just a commitment, a time commitment and such? Sure. Well, we will get together on a weekly basis. Uh, calls will be on a video media, and they'll be about an hour long. So every week, 
We'll also have some books that we'll read probably every quarter. I don't want the books to discourage people from joining because we're reading so many books. But at the same time, too, I know when we choose the right books, they can help everybody within the group. And just as you mentioned, we get the different perspective of everybody that's reading it that we can discuss within the group. Uh, also, uh, I'm going to include quarterly one-to-ones with me. So that way we can take some maybe more sensitive issues offline between us and see what we can do to help each other with that. And then we're also going to offer a retreat for all the group members. It's important that we all get together on that weekly conference call so we'll know what each other looks like. We'll definitely have dialogue. Uh, but there's just so much that happens when the group gets together in person. You like to say we get out of the business so we can work on the business. Well, we're also working on ourselves. So we're going to have a live event that we can look forward to as well. And then, of course, encouraging the members to reach out and know their fellow mastermind members so they can truly get an appreciation for everybody in the group. And I think that just helps everybody when they come with an issue, when you know the background, you know the story of the individuals that are in the group. And how would you describe, Trace, that what type of people are you looking for for this group? Is there a profile of sort that you're looking for? Characteristics? I want people that want to go to the next level. And I think that's my only qualifier at this point. I think everybody knows what they're capable of, and they also realize that if they had a little push, it just helps them get there. So I'm looking for people that, one, want to have that push, and two, are able to give that push to other people. And maybe I'm concerned that since these people are in my industry, that there would be a, maybe a competitive issue. Is there something that, that I would, that any need to worry about that? Well, I think we always should worry about things that send off uh, that little alarm sense in our head. Uh, we've got to be we've got to be smart with the group. So obviously, we wouldn't put two members that are competing in the same space in that group. But maybe we have some national members that compete. So we'll have to make sure that we address that. Uh, we want the group to be safe so we can share information. But at the same time, we're going to challenge each other because of the experiences that we share being in the same industry. And it's great to be able to talk with people about problems. But when you understand the exact problem that somebody's going through because you face that in the industry or you know exactly what they're talking about, you're not going to get that anywhere else. Because who understands what water treaters go through better than another water treater? Well, Trace, I am I'm so excited for you, and I'm excited for the individuals that choose to, to join the group. If, I'm, if I was interested, uh, what would be the next step in terms of joining this group? Tim, I'm excited to let you know that we've named the group Rising Tide. And one of my favorite quotes is from JFK, a rising tide raises all boats. And of course, there's a double entendre there. Of course, we're in the water industry and that's a, that's a water metaphor. So it's the Rising Tide Mastermind. So if somebody wants to find out more, they can go to scalinguph2o.com forward slash rising tide, and that will take you to a page that will let you know a little bit more about the group. Great. Well, I wish you nothing but good luck, Trace. Um, as always, I enjoy being with you on the, on the podcast and look forward to hearing uh, great things moving forward. Well, thanks for stopping by, Tim. 
You're welcome. Nation, I can't tell you how excited I am to bring you the Rising Tide Mastermind. I have personally experienced how incredible it can be to share information and ideas and ask for advice with a trusted group of people. Well, folks, I really feel that there is a void in our community, and I feel that our community is screaming out for this mastermind group. And as many of you in the Scaling Up Nation already know, because you reached out to me asking for something just like this, I want to make sure I'm bringing you the tools you need to be successful. Folks, the Rising Tide Mastermind will be starting in early 2020. So if you are wondering if this is the right place for you, go to scalinguph2o.com forward slash rising tide and take a look at the webpage to see if that is something that is right for you. If it is, you can fill out an application, and after we receive your application, we can schedule a call to talk about exactly what the mastermind can do for you, but then also what you can do for the mastermind. Because folks, let's face it, we are only as strong as the people that are in the group, so we got to make sure everybody is pulling the weight. Folks, I started out talking about how 2019 is almost over. Well, it's not quite over yet, so figure out what you need to do to really end this year in celebration, and we're going to be giving you ideas on how you can do that and how you can get a head start on next year through the entire month of November. Have a great week, folks. <music>